that guy that doesn't have a website is getting whooped. In fact, I don't know of too many of those people, but generally that person, that guy, that girl, and it's usually the guys, by the way, if I'm, if I'm going to be very blunt, it's usually the guys. That guy that doesn't have the website is getting whooped by that gal down the street that understands the value of communicating in a modern manner. Hello, Positive Leaders. Thanks for joining us today. You are listening to the Positive Leadership Podcast with Andrea Crabtree and David List, a podcast for everything a veterinary manager needs to know to get the job done. We've been there and we know how hard it is and are here to help share our knowledge and expertise to elevate you. I'm Andrea Crabtree, co-founder of Positive Leadership Podcast, owner of FurPause Consulting, a certified veterinary practice manager, and HR certified professional. And I'm David Liss, co-founder of the Positive Leadership Podcast. I'm also a certified veterinary practice manager, hold an MBA, and I'm a registered veterinary technician. And this podcast is for you, the veterinary practice manager, supervisor, leader. We want to elevate you by equipping you with relevant content, material, guidelines, instruction, feedback, and pro tricks and tips. We will deliver real life experience along with our super smart guests that will get you through the obstacles that you're facing today with some bloopers and blunders along the way to remind you that you're not alone. FurPaws Consulting has deep expertise in helping veterinary practices reach their full potential for all types of practices, whether specialty, emergency, or general practice, by working alongside the practice owner and manager. Are you a practice owner or practice manager with a challenge and not enough bandwidth to tackle it? Reach out to me, Andrea Crabtree, owner of FurPaws Consulting, with the question that keeps you up at night. I'm able to provide expertise and insight to navigate those tricky obstacles. Find my info in the show notes. Email me at andrea at furpaws.us or check out my website at www.furpawsconsulting.com. Hello, Positive Leaders. We are really, 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 really excited to have another amazing guest on. Welcome, Bill Schroeder, founding owner of In Touch Practice Communications. Bill, welcome to the show. Welcome, Bill. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I got like, really, really, really. Do some people get really, 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 really? Really? <laughs> no, they usually get really. So getting really, really, really is, some a, extra is a really, really big right. thing. <laughs> oh, I feel good. That's awesome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So you have a Bachelor of Arts and you're the founding owner of In Touch Practice Communications. On the Positive Leadership Podcast, we don't read anybody's stuffy bios. We like you to tell our listeners all about yourself. So without having to read your bio, go ahead and tell us all about yourself. Well, first, thank you for that. And as I have spoken all around the world on this topic, I can tell you my most uncomfortable moments are when someone has to read this like age long bio. And it's, I'm, you look out at me. there with you. (laughs) You look out (laughs) in the audience and nobody cares that he's lectured at 32 you know, international conference, whatever. I don't know. So anyways, so thank you for that. Um, I guess I'll start. I'm Bill Schroeder and I own In Touch Practice Communications. I've spent the last 28 years of my life in veterinary medicine, helping to build a bridge between veterinary practices and their communities, 
uh, the pet owners and within their communities. We work within industry as well to build bridges between veterinary practices and corporate and all that sort of stuff. I'm married to the beautiful Katie. I've got two beautiful daughters. I live in the suburbs of Chicago part-time and in Naples, Florida uh, part-time. And I love what I do. I'm an avid Chicago Cubs fan. I love my hockey, my barbecue, beer, and bourbon. So I think that I've said who I am now. (laughs) What were the three Bs again? Barbecue something and bourbon? Barbecue, beer, bourbon. And there's a fourth one. There's baseball. So it's really four Bs. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the best, one of the best intros we've ever had on the show. Yeah, that's a great one. The four Bs. Bill, the four Bs. B for Bill. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Well, thank you, Bill. So on the show, we always like to ask you, you know, you've come across tons of content, whether it was a book or a podcast or a continuing education course or a class of some sort that you took. And we really like our guests to share those with our listeners, because I think a lot of times we've gotten great book ideas and we've gotten great classes. And I think our listeners have too. So do you have a favorite book or podcast or CE course or class? that really left a lasting effect on you, you know, related to to marketing or leadership or anything in that realm? Sure, sure, I do. And it's one that I hold near and dear. It's a book called Now Discover Your Strengths. And it's by Marcus Buckingham and Donald Clifton. And this book, I've read this three times in the last two years, probably 10 times in total. But This is a book that focuses on helping leaders understand how to develop the right things out of the right people. And let me give you an example. So in our culture and how we lead people traditionally, when someone isn't a good communicator, we tell them to get a book on communication. So we send them off to a communications course or when they're not a good, you know, whatever we work really hard to improve those skills, right? And we get frustrated, sometimes even terminate people that are not good at those things without realizing that they might not be capable of those things. And those things might be so outside of their wheelhouse that forcing it is wrong. Instead, If you can spend the time to learn about the true strengths that people have and then accentuate them and allow them to grow using the things that they're really good at, well, great things happen. So I welcome all of you out there. Um, This is a really, really great book for practice owners and practice managers. I think you'd grow from it. So please check it out. And yeah, so that's my... I love that. You've just like blown my mind with just like the first question that people actually can't communicate physically impossible for them, even though I beat it into their heads. Right, right. We do that all the time. We're like, go off and you are abrasive. So learn to not be an abrasive leader. Well, yeah, this is an abrasive dude. Like in, in, you can't change the fact that he's abrasive. And so let's not put him in a position where he might be overly abrasive and I don't know. Everybody else happens, is going right? to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. right. People will yeah, love you for you it. Hope. <laughs> you hope. 
Bill, you are known for all things digital marketing. At least that's how I have heard you lecture, seen you, know you in person. Like I think Thanks. of you as the digital marketing expert, the guru, the SME, oh. the subject matter expert. Yeah. Tell me why this area of digital marketing, why digital marketing, why is it so special? To you? I got forced into it. And I'm, and, and you know, I, I <laughs> arm twisted. I, I truly did. And you're going to hear that a couple of times in this. So, I have a bachelor's in communications and I'm way older than anything digital, right? And all the stuff that I learned on was analog and blah, blah, blah. And when the company started, we didn't start as an advertising agency. We started as a telephone message on hold firm. And some of you that have been in the industry for a long time may recognize the name on hold advertising. So we started doing the yeah, telephone message. <laughs> you do. Huh? I was well, going to say, go. do I have to answer that? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did the telephone message on hold programs for practices. And, you know, everything was custom. We, we built all these beautiful programs. And it took, well, it took a long time. People started coming to us saying, you did a really good job with this. What else do you have to to sell or what else do you have to that you can help us with and i would say no we're the on hold people and literally i can see myself pounding my hand on a table saying we're not going to change we're going to keep our course well eventually we realized that we had so much of the market that we either needed to find other markets to continue to grow or we needed other products and at the same time you know this thing called the World Wide Web was coming to play. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it was coming up into popularity and kind of entered the road at that point. And that's where it started, you know. And I, I can clearly remember, you know, the first time that it would have been acceptable to say the words social media and not have people go, what? What is he talking about? And it happened a conference I was lecturing at. And they said, well, what should we do about this? How should we handle social media? And I was like, I remember going, I'm not sure, but I'm going to figure it out. So from that standpoint, we grew and we hired the experts that make up in touch today. And, you know, I'm just thrilled to be surrounded by people that live and breathe everything digital. So that's mm. how it happened. I, I wish I could say that I, you know, that I started <laughs> And I was right. like, yeah, but you that's know what? Cool. I, like the grandfather right. of social media, yeah, though. Exactly. Like, wait, there's something. Well, I don't know about grandfather. Wait, let's back that Did up. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just pull right. that back in again. Right. Edit right. that. Right. This connection. Father. Oh yeah. This, yeah. this connection is media. fading. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So looking at your website, Bill, uh, I just want to run down really quickly. You guys do a lot of great stuff. So it says veterinary websites, SEO, SEM, social media marketing, video mm -hmm. production, branding, message on hold, speaking sure. engagements, book bill, live chat, and appointment reminders. So yeah. there are a lot. I mean, I think I can pretty much, you know, gather most of what those do. But there's a couple of ones in there. SEO, SEM, SERP. PPC, like what the heck are all of those terms? What do they mean? Okay. And why is this important? Okay, so I'm glad you asked that question because I think people toss it around and it's tossed around so much that people think that they should understand and they're afraid to ask. Okay, so all the tools that we've created 
are designed to build a bridge between a practice and a pet owner that can actually bring their pet into a practice. So it becomes a local marketing effort, right? And everything that you just read off, you could put the word local in front of, and that's what we do. It's a very niche effort, very niche product in every instance, because it's specifically designed around the veterinary community and specifically designed for the practice to target their market. Now, specifically the, well, let me say specifically one more time. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, (laughs) The local SEO usually refers to the organic effort. It's search engine optimization where you are optimizing a website so that it will signal Google and the other search engines that your practice is available to serve this particular community in these particular capacities. That's organically, meaning you're not Mm. paying, you know, Google for such a promotion. Now, SEM, you mentioned, is basically the same thing. However, you're putting some dollars behind it. Okay. You're putting some dollars behind it and you're paying Google or any of the social channels, any place you can pay online Hmm. to promote your product. And, you know, these days, I mean, like little side tip, if you're not doing paid, you're missing an opportunity. And Hmm. to further qualify that, I'm going to say most of the things that I speak about, and you both have seen me speak, you know that I speak about things that you can do in practice. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, I think, in all honesty, that those in practice should be doing clinical things, unless you've been specifically trained to do, you know, marketing things. But I'm making air quotes, you can do these things. Now, PPC, SEM, same, same, okay, I don't recommend that you do this in practice. It is a massive undertaking. And it can easily be a money pit, a drain of Mm -hmm. resources. And I will very often have people come to me and they'll say, I've tried this three times. You know, I throw this money out the window and it never comes back. And I could almost always say, "You're, you're doing this by yourself, right? Well, yeah. And, you know, honestly, although I love all the search engines and Google and the social channels, they make it really easy for you to spend your money. Because mm-hmm. they don't care, right? right. Not, yeah, sure. They say they care and they say it that it needs to work for you or you won't come back. But in the end, they're not really caring as much as an agency right. would care about you I mean, optimizing. Too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. They want to make like, it really you easy. That, to... Bill, I think when you say that, it's like we refer our patients to specialists where that surgery is outside of our scope or that case is outside of our scope. And so in the same aspect, we need to refer out to the specialist where marketing is not inside the scope of veterinary medicine. And we need to refer that out to the specialist, right? That's where you come in. I agree with you, but I think we come mm-hmm. upon it honestly, right? I think that we're a community of hardworking problem solvers that are mm-hmm, often, sure. behind, you know, we're behind the eight ball sometimes. And mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, we're still yeah, in Noah's right? Ark days. Come on, Bill. Call it what it is. Exactly. Like, think <laughs> about the roots of our industry, right? You're out on a farm someplace and, you know, oftentimes farmer and veterinarian 
it kind of got a little foggy there because the farmer would often assist and take care of their animals. And, you know, yeah, so sure. from that standpoint where, you know, we needed to get things done and we just did it and you rolled up your sleeves and you worked harder. And if the phone system shorted out at the back of the practice, go get doc. Cause doc is going to figure it out. He's a right, brilliant. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah, they're going right. to get their tool belt out. Yeah. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah. And doc is in the back fixing the phone system. Mm-hmm. So why right. shouldn't he or she be in this position where they could handle this too? Come by it. Honest. Could most yeah. handle it and check the box? Absolutely. Will be an effective tool that they can rely upon for the growth of their practice? Ah, probably not. And that's where I get nervous. Yeah. So on one end, we've got practice A that has no website, you know, a Yelp that's unclaimed, you know, no Facebook page, and it's busy, you know, people have gone there for years, word of mouth. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have practice Z that has social media, they use your services, they have a website, you know, it's SEO optimized, mobile optimized, they do run, they run Google ads, they sponsor themselves on Yelp, you get the idea on and on and on. on. Mm -hmm. How would you work with each of those practices? And what would you kind of suggest as like a happy medium? Is there an extreme of this that you can go to? And if so, like, what would a well managed from a marketing digital marketing aspect practice look like to you? Well, it depends upon a couple of things. And one of them is the appetite of the practice. The other would be the physical location of the practice, meaning, you know, population base and how close they are to a metropolitan area. And also the other factor would be the competitive climate that they're operating in, right? Is so everything that we do is based upon truly moving a needle. So I just turned on a really big project, okay? Because it was so well done and so optimized and the competition was so low that they don't need anything that they came to me to buy. And I can't move the needle. And quite frankly, I've done this for 28 years, right? Like not moving the needle is boring to me. And I don't want to do it, right? Yeah. And there's tons of projects out there. You know, I take the projects where we can truly make a difference. And so it all starts with us getting to know the practice and those three things. You know, the appetite, the location, the competitive space, and learning what's going on and evaluating their current position and where they want to go. And as soon as we can understand those things, well, then we can see based upon our understanding of the impact that our tools make, you know, whether or not we can help them get to where they want to get within their budget. And usually it's the case. But so it's a really difficult question to answer because, you know, it varies from practice to practice. But to answer your question, like just dead on, that guy that doesn't have a website is getting whooped. In fact, I don't know of too many of those people, but generally that person, that guy, that girl, and it's usually the guys, by the way, if I'm, if I'm going to be very blunt, it's usually the guys. That guy that doesn't have the website is getting whooped by that gal down the street that understands the value of communicating in a modern matter. But when you talk about us having to be able to refer to a specialist, right? There's some projects that you can move the needle on or 
sometimes we do it ourselves because, you know, the practice owner is going to get out their tool belt and fix it themselves. In either case, right, where we're having a professional do it or when we can do things ourselves, even on the most simplest levels, how do managers integrate better digital marketing presence? So when you talk about a practice that doesn't even have a website, yeah, there's probably not too many of those. But where do we start with, as a, on a practice manager level, how do we integrate a better digital marketing presence in our veterinary practices? One, if we have, you know, helping you do that, but what if we don't? What if we don't have you as a resource? How can we do that ourselves? And at what level should we stop and say, this is too much or we're doing it wrong? Let's get somebody else involved. Okay. So there are free tools that don't use anything free. Okay, that's the first thing. Don't use anything that you <laughs> can. All crap? It, it, it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't do anything, and free is not free. And usually, it contains viruses or things that get installed on your servers that you don't even know about. That so just run away from free. So there are things that are almost free that maybe even cost a couple hundred dollars. And what I'm talking about are templates that are available for websites. And if you don't have anything. Go out to one of those sites, go to GoDaddy, claim, buy a URL, a website address, and use their builder to build a really simple template and make certain that it contains your name, your address, your phone number, your hours. It has uh, some context. It has some text on on the site that describes what you do, your services. And things like that. That is the most like basic, basic landing page, right? With yeah. basic information. Yeah. Basic okay. stuff. And then what I would do is I would go and I would claim my Google My Business listing. And you can just go to that site called Google and Google how to claim my Google My Business listing. And if you haven't done this, everyone out there that's listening, do it right now. Like, well, not right now, because I want you to finish the rest of the podcast. But after the podcast, claim your Google My Business listing, right? Do that and make sure all the information parallels exactly what's on your website. Then from a social standpoint, I would say if you've got nothing, if you've got absolutely nothing, I'd say do a Facebook a Facebook business page. And then I would say tinker with it. I would say build out your services page, the number one and two pages of practice website that are visited are the homepage and the services page. I would build out a services page and just be as accurate and as as descriptive as you possibly can about who you are and what you do. But, you, you know, at the same time, as soon as I say this, right, I warn everyone out there that you probably could, and I don't like hawk services, you know, I, I don't do that. That's not my jam. I, I don't do that. If I can help you, that's great. I will help you. But I really would caution you because I've run into a whole bunch of people that would say, yeah, I, I just built this page and I spent like, I got like 40 hours in this thing. And I'm like, you spent 40 hours of time building this. Yeah, wow. What do you do? Why wouldn't you just get a an entry-level product and Mm -hmm. have somebody do it so that it's going to work right. And I get that you're a really smart person and that you want to be hands-on, but it's just, I mean, you don't pour your own driveway. Like, you know, like if the concrete, you can probably do it. (laughs) Yeah. 
you could probably what does it look like though when you're done it may be but right so well and and generate revenue for 40 hours and then use that money to pay for it (laughs) right yeah yeah go to your practice manager if you're a practice owner and go to your practice manager and say you know what take me off the schedule for 40 hours because i'm gonna build our digital presence out and watch what the practice manager does you're gonna be like well right where are we going to get the revenue? Like, right, right. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> you hope so they that, say no. Yeah, exactly. That leads me actually into like my next thought, which is, okay, so how do we kind of mess it up, Bill? I mean, you kind of hinted at it, but what are a couple of common mistakes, like maybe three that veterinary practices make online digital marketing or social media management? Yeah. Okay. The first mistake I would say that happens all the time is they don't believe that they can, they should participate. They don't believe they qualify. I'm making air quotes. Like, it's just my little practice. I've, I've had this and I haven't participated in it. And I don't really believe in that. I don't think it works. I'm here to tell you that it works and you need to participate. The second mistake that they do is they delegate their organic social out to a third party. Now, remember back when you were asking about SEO and SEM, and I spoke to organic, meaning you're not paid, and then SEM, where you're paying somebody. The same is true on the social side, where you've got organic, where people are making Instagram posts, Facebook posts, and they're making them and putting them easily up on their page. The paid side is the paid advertising, where you're creating ads that are uh, targeting certain demographics. That's paid. There are services out there, unfortunately, that promise veterinarians that they will post for them in the organic space. Don't do it. It's less than authentic unless they're doing custom things for you. If it's not custom, meaning they need to be interviewing you, getting pictures from the practice, doing you know whatever it is to make it so that they are an integral part of your practice, don't do it. Okay. Instead, empower somebody within your practice. Send them to VMX, to Western. Send them to see, you know, the brilliant people out there. Eric Garcia. Send them to see Eric. Let them let them listen to the great things that happen in social. And at that same time, then empower them within the practice and give them the tools and the time to do it. Ask your people. Um, so farming it out. And I think the third biggest mistake that I'm going to give is that they try to manage their paid uh, Google ads themselves. I'm like tied between their paid Google ads themselves. So I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you a fourth. The paid Google ads themselves, or they use duplicate content all over their website and it does them zero value with. So I'm cheated. I'm sorry. No, perfect. I'll take four. You can keep going if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I'd rather talk about the positive. Yes, positive. positive Let's talk guy. about that. <laughs> so you talked a little bit earlier about how you got started in veterinary medicine with message on hold. And so let's yeah. talk a little bit about message on hold and how that can also be a digital marketing tool. Tell us about how that works. Well, okay. So if you think about it, all these great digital tools we have our bait. It's the bait when you're fishing that you throw out there and you're reeling back and you finally get a fish. You finally get, 
you know, somebody to follow your bait and they're not quite in the boat, but they're following the bait, right? And you've got them interested in your product or your services. You get them on the phone and then digital kind of like leaves off. It's kind of like we kind of stand there and watch and we listen and we say, and sometimes we literally do, um, which is a really cool feature if you want to hear about that a little bit. But, you know, we listen for what happens when it comes to the practice. It goes to the CSR and we're counting on them to be educated and understand what needs to happen with this particular lead. And then sometimes, in fact, a lot of the times, the CSR or whoever is speaking on the phone doesn't have all the answers. So when they get placed on hold, it's a huge opportunity. These are people that are actually interested in your business. They've gone to the point where they're, I don't know, they're literally waiting for you to come back. And you can either give them the radio, you can give them silence, you can give them a beep, or you can create a custom message that is designed specifically around the needs of your practice and the needs of that pet owner. When you do that, you're doing nothing but increasing the likelihood that this person is going to be more compliant. They will do the things that you need them to do. It's, it's kind of like one of those situations where, let's take, for instance, you talk about the importance of pre-anesthesia of blood work, right? And you talk about it on hold and you say, hey, we may ask this. And this is, these are the reasons why. And then when that same person is in an exam room and someone starts speaking about this, you can see their head nod up and down because it's not a foreign concept to them. When you apply that, it becomes like a bigger picture effort that is widespread and thematic at every step of the journey that the client or prospective client is going on when they're engaged with your practice. So it's a really cool mm -hmm. thing. And that's what, it was our start, man. It was that like our, yeah. it was yeah. our start. So I, we embrace it. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So on the pod, we always like to try to make sure that the stuff that we chat about is actionable. And man, you've, you've definitely given us already a couple of things that go claim your business and run away from free. What are a couple of other, you know, one or two really good action items, uh, Bill, that, you know, we record these on Fridays, the podcasts are launched on Wednesdays. So Thursday morning, you know, literally tomorrow where practices could put into place with regards to digital marketing, branding, et cetera. Okay. This is what I want you to do. I want you to start a blog and I want you to do two things with this blog. Okay. So it's, it's one effort and this is something everyone out there can do. Listen to me. You can do it. Okay. You're going to start by creating a two lists. Okay. And one list will be the top 10 things that your practice needs pet owners to do, okay? And then another list is a list of the things that pet owners need. Those top 10 lists will, if you're doing it correctly, should align with the most frequently asked questions in your practice. Those questions are asked most frequently or discussed most often by your team members because they're really important things and or 
the communication channel between the practice and the pet owner is not perfect. And that doesn't mean you've done something wrong because there are so many, you know, things that can go wrong in the communication, you know, chain. But think about that. If a lot of people are asking the same question, like, you know, and your staff is giving the answer. Let's give them the answer. And a lot of people need it. Okay. So that becomes really good content. Now, Google works very well for practices when practices align the content that they're creating with the the needs of the audience. It's a direct answer to the question. So that's why I had you make those lists. And now that you've made those lists, right? So that's immediate. You could do that. You could do that tonight. Then what I want you to do is I want you to gather your team and I want you to make a year-long content calendar. Just do it by month. Don't do anything. Don't get down to daily posts or anything silly like that. Just get out 12 pieces of paper, hang them on the walls around the break room and label them for every month and the things that you think you should be talking about during those months. At that point, you can decide whether or not you want to delegate some stuff off and create blogs, create, you know, social posts. But there's the start. And I can't tell you how many people have thanked me for those, that little push off the pier and the realization, like, I can do this. I I can truly do this. So that's what I would say to do. Do it. Yeah, that's the whole, uh, how do you eat an elephant, right? One, one bite at a time. Really? 100%. And and here, a a little tip there. Maybe. And, And, you know, here's a tip. I had a, an older guy handful of years ago stand up at wbc and and i was talking about blogging and things like that you know we're in questions and answers and there's probably 400 people in the room right and he stands up and he goes hey how long you've been in veterinary medicine and i don't know it was probably 23 20 whatever it was it was long enough and he said you must not be paying attention then because we don't have any time to write any blogs i go okay now I get it. And I get the fact that you are defining a blog as being some 5,000 word, you know, super technical, super scientific document that would, you know, probably be eligible for a journal, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you creating maybe the answers to three frequently asked questions on, you know, on any subject that I just, just mentioned before. And if the actual typing bothers you, Hey, your mobile phone, they've all got dictation into notes sections and or email sections. And if you feel most comfortable dictating something while you're sitting in your backyard or I've, I dictate a lot while I'm driving, I'll dictate a blog and then just cut and paste it into a Word document and edit it later. And it's bing, 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 you know, and people will say, they're like, how'd you get that done so fast? Well, I started I with my top 10 list. I made frequently asked questions and just answered my own questions to myself by dictating. So do it. And I'd love to see. I think people just get overwhelmed with the process, right? A blog. Oh my gosh, it sounds so hard. Sounds so difficult. But when in reality, when you break it down, it's not that much, you know, you can carve time out. You can, there's so many different resources that you can do, right? On, On your drive home, you can you know, ask a CSR who probably types super fast, right? Like ask them to type mm-hmm. it for you and list others. Like I, I do. I think there's just a way of 
incorporating it into your practice, you just have to take the time and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it a priority and get it done for sure. One 800 word, easy to articulate blog or easy to articulate subject a month. Come on, you can do that. Yeah, right. We can can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, can you tell me a little bit about the call tracking service that your company offers as well? And tell us how that works. So what we like to do is we like to listen to our client calls or at least a percentage of them. We do that by assigning specialized phone numbers to our effort. So if you wanted a Google ad, we would create a special phone number that is only displayed through that Google ad, that particular ad, right? That one bit of ad copy. And then when someone called in through that phone number, we would know that the only reason they would call is because of that ad effort. And we can listen to the intent and the success of that phone call to determine whether or not we're meeting the goals of the client. And we use a tool called call tracking metrics. That's the engine that drives it, but we run it. You know, it's just the technology. Call tracking metrics is the technology that it runs on. Can you give our listeners one piece of advice? And perhaps maybe it's a piece of advice that you would love to give your younger self should your younger self actually want to listen. But can you give us one piece of advice that you think is just super valuable for everybody to know? Believe in people and never stop believing in people. I have to tell you that I think as a society and as, you know, I think we've naturally grown to be suspicious or to be hesitant. And if we can be a little less hesitant, a little more real, and we can believe that those that are working with us in practice and in the effort to care for pets are on our side and that we are truly in this together, that we can go a lot further than we are right now. While people have disappointed me over the years, certainly like they have everyone that's out there, you know, by and large, I have grown personally leaps and bounds and watched others literally Like people have sat in my office and said, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. You're putting me in a bad position. And I simply say, I believe in you and I want to watch you fly. Let's go. And the more I do that, I mean, the more I'm rewarded by that. So please believe in people. Yeah. And I would say that I think, like you said, we might be a little bit jaded now. And I would say that's because I think we've lost some of that vulnerability, right? Where vulnerability means that we can potentially be hurt, right? And we're we're regarding ourselves because of it. So I do love that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So you've had, I'm sure, plenty of encounters with either practice owners or managers, maybe it's support staff, clients, whoever it may be, where there's a point that you just like, eyes popped out of your head like a pug and your palm (laughs) hit your forehead, your chin hit the ground. And you said, no freaking way. This just happened. I could not make this shit up. Can you share a story with us? (laughs) Oh, You've got to have a good one for me. Oh, I just trying to pick out which one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's the problem. There's just one. You only have time for one. I only have one. Okay. So I had a situation where 
we were working with a practice for quite some time, and everyone will go nameless, including the state in which this person is from. In fact, I'm not even going to go gender on this one. So this person calls and says, I have no idea who you are or why I'm paying you. And I said, Dr. We've worked together for over a year. Well, I never authorized any of the work. What do you mean? I never authorized any of this work. And I said, well, you can see in the email that you wrote half the content. Nope, I didn't do that. Well, well. yes, you did. Okay. And I'm, I don't, I'm flabbergasted. I don't even know if, I'm, if somebody's joking with me. And I said, who is this person? And I named this person. And the doctor on the phone says, that's my practice manager. I said, well, we had meetings for like three months to develop a website with this person. They turned over all this creative, all these pictures of people from the practice. You wrote content for the practice. We've been having monthly marketing meetings with this person. And And the doctor said, but I've never authorized it. I said, okay. And the doctor says, I'm going to contact the state's attorney because you have been pulling money out of my bank account, stealing money um, without my knowledge from my bank account. And I said, what? What are you talking about? And the doctor says, yes, I never signed the ACH authorization form. I said, but your manager did and turned this over Uh to me. And he said, she was never given access to this. And I said, where is this person? Where is this person now? No longer works with the practice. Okay. I said, we've got a lot of signatures here. We met her at a conference. We've, she's called in. I've got video recordings of her. She's clearly a representative of your practice. So in the end of the story, after, you know, I mean, this person got Holy very, very cow, hot with me. Right? This person got so hot with me that they threatened to go to the state VMA, you know, wow. all this kind of stuff, which would have been fine. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. tell the story. Sure. Stand up and tell this story because it's really ridiculous. Right. In the end of the story, we worked it out. And yeah, I... Holy cow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty my wild. holy cow. Jeez, that, that, you know, right. I've got some others, but that's the one where I go like, you know, I'm Never. in this profession because right. I love the people that are in the profession, but there are always a couple of people that are going to surprise you with the mm-hmm. ridiculousness. And that yep. person was clearly ridiculous. And if you're listening to this, you're ridiculous still right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that personality I've seen (laughs) in practice. I'm sure you have too, Andrea. Husband calls up and says, my wife never authorized this. And we say, yep, there's signatures all over the place. There's the ID. There's the joint credit card. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to sue you guys for the difference. Well, okay, but she's authorized to make decisions on behalf of the jointly owned pet. So don't know what to tell (laughs) you. Yeah, right. I actually called the person on that. I said, hey, you learned this through your pet owners, didn't you? You learned this. Ah. You learned this. <laughs> right. They can just demand what they want and, you know. Yeah, and, and they think, it, so. yeah, you know. I'm proud to yeah. say that that's my only story like that. Uh, the others, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's so. good. Hey, Andrea here. 
Have you seen our social media pages? Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us on our website, www.positiveleaders.com. And if you like what you see there, be sure to give Rhonda and Linda a shout out over at Dog Days Consulting. They do all of our social media management. They even built our website. Those ladies can work some creative magic for your business and your brand. Check them out on Facebook at Dog Days Consulting or visit their website at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. So at this point in the show, we're going to go into the rapid fire. Tell me about your most epic failure that has left a lasting impact. Left my house without pants on. And tell me about your proudest moment. I became a United States Marine. Why veterinary medicine? What do you love about our profession? It's the people. It's all about the people. Self-care. How do you practice it? How do you decompress? I travel and I try to exercise, but there might be a little bit of bourbon along that way, too. How do you balance work and life? And do you experience any work guilt in that balance? I'm not good at it. I try to learn. I fall off the horse all the time. What keeps you up at night, things that stress you out or cause you anxiety in your business? The success and security of all of my team. And what gets you up and out of bed in the morning? What excites you to start your day? The opportunity to have a day. Awesome. Bill, this has been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, that's uh, it's so been quite fun. a pleasure. I, I, uh, I was thrilled when I got the email and... I'm very honored that you chose me. So thank you very much yeah, for the time. Yeah, of course. Bill, can you give us a shout out about where we can find you? Sure. You can reach me at 1-800-493-9003. Please visit intouchvet.com. That's I-N-T-O-U-C-H-V-E-T.com. And go to the About Us page. If you want to learn about, go to the About Us on a desktop and hover over all, over our profiles. You'll meet our really brilliant people. Yes. They're fun. I love that part of your your webpage. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Bill. Have a have a great weekend. It was great to have you on, and I hope we talk soon. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So, thank you very much, and I, likewise, I hope you have a great weekend. For all the positive leaders listening out there, we hope you learned something to take back to your practice to put into use tomorrow. We want to hear from you, good, bad, and everything in between. So email us at positiveleaders at gmail.com. That's positive with a P-A-W. Want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast? Email us. Want to have your You Can't Make This Shit Up story featured? Email us. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the Positive Leadership Podcast. And be sure to rate us. Check out our website at www.positiveleaders.com. That's positive with a P-A-W. And as always, catch us on all the socials. This is Andrea. And David. Signing off until next time. Stay happy and sane. The Positive Leadership Podcast is solely for informational purposes. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions provided in this podcast are general in nature, and such information, statements, comments, views, and opinions, and the receipt of this podcast by any listener are not intended to be and should not be construed as the provision of any business advice. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed or provided in this podcast, including by speakers and guests, are those of Andrea Crabtree, David Liss, and their guests only, may not be current, and do not represent the statements, comments, views, and opinions of any other person or business entity. 
Andrea Crabtree, David Liss, and or the Positive Leadership Podcast do not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any of the information, statements, comments, views, or opinions contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage of any kind whatsoever, is expressly disclaimed. 